Recording. This is me. And this is me. What are these voices? Alright. Go for it. This is Reconceived with Ben and Leonard. Well, I'm Ben. And I'm Leonard. And we're here to talk to you today about the etymologies of words. Etymologies? And the legal ramifications thereof. No, no, not going to do that. But in all seriousness... Okay, good. <laughs> good. <laughs> no, that would be a real snooze fest, and Leonard doesn't need that. No, the last thing that we want to do here at Reconceived is bore people with, you know, legal words or, I don't know, like American history, you know, or just have just have a 20-minute history session. Yeah, that'd Who'd be the worst. would want to listen to that, we, you know? We, yeah, words, dude. But mm-hmm. I, I think the way I'm going to introduce this topic is to ask you the question, do you know the etymology of the word cheat? cheat cheat uh i i know that it is um doing something that is unfair it's often applied to games but it could also apply to you know taxes and uh, you know different not the meaning adult stuff like that the etymology the Mm -hmm. origins the creation the inception of the word uh where did it come from well, that's one of many facts that is going to be revealed over the course of this episode. So, are, are we doing like an ASMR episode? No, I just like talking in like a really low and dramatic voice for normal things. I'm just okay, going to be telling you cool. where the well, word comes from. While you from. do that, I'm going to write down, make ASMR podcast episode. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be weird. So, uh, I got not as many gift cards last year as I thought I would for Christmas, which is cool because, like, How a lot of people don't like gift cards. Do you like gift cards? Okay, honestly, I 100% do. Okay, I really I'm glad like that you said because that. Because here's the thing. I Okay, yeah, that's another episode for another time, but I have an argument for gift cards. I understand no, why dude, people do it like now. This is That's the topic. We're talking about gift cards. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to talk about cheating or etymology. I am. We are going to get to that. But right now we're talking about gift cards. Okay. So, okay, I'm very interested to see how you uh, apply that both, apply those two things and bring them together. But with gift cards, the way that I see it, I I know that a lot of people see it as, you know, you're limiting the resources that you are giving to someone. And so instead of it... You know, instead of money being able to apply to anywhere, they can only go to that one store, you know, or that one uh, service. They can't really use it anywhere else. It's sort of like brand loyalty money. But the the way that I look at it is it is a way to give someone uh, a gift of general preferability while also 
ensuring that you don't give them something that they don't want. And so if you just give someone like $5, that can go to literally anything. Um, you know, it could go to something as boring as gas. Meanwhile, if you give someone, say, uh, like a cool new t-shirt with like emojis on it and like that's really hip with the kids uh could turn out that it's not really actually that hip with the kids and they really don't like it and so like if you don't know someone as well as you know not being able to ensure that you're going to give them the best gift possible but you still know a general idea as to like what they like gift cards is the perfect avenue to be like hey i know you like this but i also want and you know i'm totally supportive of this and you should use this to get what you want but i also know that you're your own person and you have your own preferences that i might not know of if that makes right. sense yeah that makes that makes total sense and i think about it in a similar way how you're giving someone a it's guaranteeing or at least trying to guarantee future happiness so if you give someone like a Home Depot gift card, then you might as well just give them cash because that's such like a – well, for me at least, that's just a very practical gift. For other people, it might be like the most exciting thing in the world. So read your audience. Yeah. But what I the way I usually think about it is money is fungible. So a gift card and cash, assuming you give them – assuming the gift card is somewhere they're actually going to spend it, they're functionally the same thing because if you spend a gift card at Amazon instead of spending your own money, you can just spend the same amount of money you would have spent right. there somewhere else. So the gift card is saying, I'm going to make sure that the money I give you is specifically used to bring you joy and happiness. Whereas if you just give someone cash, they could use it to like get gas, which would be really lame. And technically, yes, they could spend other money on Amazon, but then they wouldn't make the mental link connecting you with the the happiness right. they received. So that's the way I think about it. Uh, I, I definitely get what you're saying, and I agree with that. Um, and I can definitely relate as to, yeah, gift cards, they're, I, I have nothing else to add, actually. <laughs> Just Well, I'm glad I we covered that. I agree with you there. So, yes. I, I like, well, that was I'm a good fond episode. of gift cards. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Can't end there. Because I've wondered this myself. Like, why do people sell gift cards to their stores? I mean, it means that they're guaranteed a certain amount of money in the at some point in the future. Yeah. Like, how do you make profit off of that, necessarily? Well, besides the fact that you're limiting money to be spent at one place instead of another, there's also the idea, and this is where it gets interesting, of money that isn't spent on gift cards. So, in 2015, uh, uh, the... I see it. It clicked. It clicked. Jumping ahead. Leonard's got it. Leonard has got it. So there is an organization that is called CEB, or now Gartner. And they did this thing. Gartner? Yeah. And they did this thing where Does they like analyzed gift Does that stand for anything, or did they just decide to pick the most unappealing name imaginable? CEB uh, probably does stand for something. Gartner, I do not believe, does. Gartner. So yeah, just Gartner. So the thing Gartner. is, in 2015, and it was the last year for which they compiled data, I was unable to find anything more recently. In 2015, there was a total 
let me get this right, of around $129 billion. And that number is going up more recently based on recent estimates. That is quite a lot of money. Yeah, and that's more than Mark Zuckerberg's net worth. Oh my gosh. Right, so what do you think happens with money that isn't spent on gift cards? Like like you have a $50 gift card and you, sp- you spend $49.87. What happens to the, the other 13 cents? It stays there for a good 10 years and then it expires and then that money is automatically just given to the company. To the company. Aha. You're actually not yeah. far off. You're missing a step. And it's it's a later step. So you, you've All got right. a, the process mostly right. It's just incomplete. So when, right. a, when someone doesn't spend money on a gift card, you have to wait five years. And there's an act. I think it's a 2009 card act. There is a minimum of I remember five that years being passed. for the expiration. Oh, wow. Good for you. I don't for know why I remember date. it, but I do. Well, I'm not going to bash you. That's like really impressive that you can do that. But it varies state by state. Some states have a longer expiration wait. Others say you can't let it expire at all and it just has to sort of forever remain there. So it varies mm-hmm. and it gets super complicated super quickly. We're not going to get into the legal matters because as previously discussed, we're a very interesting and entertaining podcast. But Yes, very. <laughs> all that in mind, what does happen? So you're in Delaware, for instance, and your gift card expires. It's been five years. You haven't spent the $3 or whatever is left on it. Does the company claim that? Is it their money now, or does it go to the government? That's right. The government takes it. Not all of it, and it depends. No, oh, okay. But there's this thing called escheatment. E-S-cheat. C-H-E-I-T. Meant. <gasps> M-E-N-T. And here, here is where the etymology of the word comes in. So, quick background about this escheatment process. Escheatment is the process by which the state takes unclaimed property. So, okay. So, escheatment is the process by which the state takes unclaimed property. And they're supposed to hold it in trust for its owner, but more often than not, they just kind of claim it for their own coffers. Yeah, I mean, like, so, what's for the instance, point of, like, for taking instance, it into your hand? Oh, you didn't do anything, so I'm going to hold it for you, wink, wink. No, 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 Here, here's what I'm going to do, right? So it's not actually, hey, you, this isn't yours, I'm going to take it now. Like, it's when someone dies without any heirs, what happens to their stuff? Uh-huh. What happens to their stuff well, is, the government. Well, like, the government takes it. Well, since legally speaking, that basically never happens because there's always an heir to find that usually has to do with other areas of the law. And I can't remember any other examples, but with gift cards is the one that I can. Okay. The question is, there's unclaimed property. No one's come forth to actually take title to it. What's supposed to happen is the government, the idea of escheatment is that they'll just sort of hold it in case anyone does come along and claim it. But what actually happens is they just take it and they spend it. Yeah. So, so here's a question for you. Say, like, I get, uh, I find my Walmart gift card that I got when I was eight years old, and there was still like 23 cents left on it, but it's expired. Could I go to the government and be like, um, I want this 23 cents back? Yes. Really? I mean, it depends on the escheatment law, because it might be 
that it has to be escheated in the state that the business was incorporated or that it issued the gift card or, you know, it gets complicated quickly. So you might have to go to uh, some sort of conglomerate website that searches the achievements. You know how some states have the thing where they're like, hey, you can type in your name and see if you have any money that like you haven't claimed that the government owes you. That's what that is. I so, didn't, but now I'm glad I, I, yeah. I know that. So there are different – I think Georgia has one. Um, South Carolina might. A lot of the South might. Um, I believe – That's really convenient. Delaware does not. Um, sorry, people who live in Delaware. Well, at least I'm fairly certain they don't because well, they claim it for themselves. But regardless, the reason I keep talking about Delaware is because there was a case in which I think it was gift cards or something similar were escheated by Delaware. And the mechanism by which they claimed ownership of the gift cards was, like, really unfair and unjust and stuff. And so they took it to court, and that's still ongoing. But the reason I'm saying all this is because the company might be able to claim it, but the government can also then claim it afterwards. So it doesn't immediately go to the company. It varies based on state, and you never really know. And just to clarify exactly the meaning of this treatment, apparently this was actually like a thing that people did back in the day. It was governments would go and see if someone had died and see if their property was unclaimed. And the royal officers who had charge of escheats, which is, you know, that's the term for it. Right. They had a reputation for just being bad people. And so the meaning of the word like just sort of changed through confiscate to actually deprive unfairly or to deceive or act dishonestly and that sort of thing. Because the escheatment officers themselves were bad people, escheat and then cheat by proxy gained the same reputation. Huh. So That's rather fascinating. The way you can remember it, that handy little mnemonic that I learned while listening to another podcast, your, you know, your best friend cheats you out of your video games or whatever. The state escheats you out of your property. Gotcha. So, all that being said, gift cards are very valuable. I am fond of them, but they also have complex legal ramifications. That mean that if companies aren't very careful with the way they deal with gift cards, they can find themselves in legal trouble. Because if they, you know, claim the money that the state thinks that it has title to, and then they spend the money that the state thinks that it has title to, then the state can, you know, sue them for money. Yeah, and that wouldn't be good for your company. Right. So they get really complicated. It's not just as simple as swiping the little card of plastic and getting your McNuggets. Now, I would sort of assume that the way that gift cards had worked before uh, listening to what you had to say is that you the the any form of you know actual currency transaction happened when the person bought the gift card. So I give right. you my $20 and in return, you give me a voucher for $20 good for anything, uh, any of the products uh, or goods that you provide. And then anytime that someone uses that gift card, it's just like a uh, free pass. That's what I was trying to say at the very beginning of this episode, a free pass for that specific amount. And you know, it correlates to the money. But from what you're saying, it seems as though like the gift card still holds that valid form of currency, that it is considered still to be actual money, uh, which is something that I didn't really think would be an issue. And the fact that the government 
you know, gets involved with all of that as well, that makes it even more uh, challenging of a system. So mm-hmm. I find it very odd that we would decide that that would be the best way to go about things. Yeah. They don't, there's not a whole lot of breakage is what the term is called. The, the unused funds right. don't just immediately become profit. I think what normally happens mm-hmm. is that the the money until it's actually spent, like once you spend the money on the gift card, it's just sort of held up in limbo. It's a liability until it's actually oh, redeemed. Okay. So they don't okay. actually, it's not as though they just like immediately start spending the money. It's mainly just a form of advertisement and guaranteeing that the money is spent here instead of on gas. This has been Gift Cards Reconceived.